I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. Uh, we appreciate the great crowd we have and our children this morning. We really enjoyed them singing. And, uh, uh, great to see Carl and I, Eugene, here this morning. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing they're able to be back with us. And I'm sure uh, the fellas have been filling in for you. They're excited to see you too, buddy. But uh, uh, Linda just shared with me, I feel like sharing this, uh, our pastor uh, got called to the hospital to pray with a man this morning and uh, he just, she just got a text message and uh, a man uh, got saved this morning so that's a blessing uh, you know the Lord's uh, you know we just kind of had an easy morning this morning and uh, but the Lord's always working um, there's always uh, we need to be looking for opportunities um, sometimes we get focused on this world and uh, not really focused on the Lord but we need to stay focused on the Lord and uh, we never know when an opportunity to say or do something or pray with somebody is going to come up. But um, we're just thankful to be here. And I'm asking Jeremy to dismiss us to Sunday school. I enjoyed that first first song, especially that the kids sung, Little Bitty Soldier for a Great Big Lord. And uh, I feel I feel like the least among God's people and, and uh, it's uh, it's beyond me and I've said this before, but I know it I know it was God's love. It had to be had to be for some reason. He loved me enough to save me, but that's way beyond, way beyond me, but I sure appreciate it.
And I, I told my wife this morning, we was getting ready, or we, we was already ready to come to church. We were just waiting on time to leave. I said, I'm excited about going to church this morning. She said she was too. And uh, as, good, as good as it is, or has been, watching church on the Internet, it's, it's a whole lot better in person. You get your input into it a little bit, I guess. And uh, so I appreciate being here this morning. And our lesson this morning is in the 16th, starts in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. And uh, all of these lessons we've had lately has kind of been about uh, what, you might, what you might call lay members of the, of the church. Uh, uh, Aquila and Priscilla and, and this lady today, Lydia, and uh, you can go right on back. A lot of different people in the church, mostly women in these, in these here. And, and if we're not careful, if we're not careful, and a lot of churches are bad to do this, we, we'll put everything on the preacher and we just sit back and take it easy. And uh, and I, I realize a pastor got responsibility way beyond me even thinking about. I it's I told my wife back when when Terry went on that sabbatical, and 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 me and Kenny and Bill and some of us was was visiting the hospitals and so on while he was gone. I told my wife, I said, I don't know how Terry keeps from being depressed all the time. The shape some of them people's in, he's got to go visit. And uh, it's a, he, he's got a great big job. But by the same token, every one of us, regardless of what we think about it, the way we classify things, every one of us has got a great big job. And uh, I was talking about these, these women in the church. And uh, I've told my experience, I couldn't hundreds of times, I guess, trying to teach Sunday school. And, uh, but I was, I was 15 years old. And my mom and dad, for some reason, had quit coming to church. I don't know if they'd absolutely plumb quit, but they wasn't they wasn't coming on a regular basis. And uh, Edna Mason and Austin was at our house one day, and, and she talked to young people's class at that time, and she talked me into coming to Sunday school. And uh, if if it hadn't been for Edna getting me to the house of the Lord. Preacher Ash couldn't have preached the gospel to me that Sunday morning. And uh, so it, it takes us doing our part. And, and there's, people, there's people all over the world. And, and some I'll come in contact with that you will never see in your life. And by the same, same token, the other way around. 
And we can, each one of us, and I believe God's got it mapped out for us if we'll follow him. I believe he's got the people that he wants us to be a help to. He's got it all set up. And he'll let us know it when the time comes. And it's up to us whether we follow him or not. Uh, in the 16th chapter, said, uh, well, let me, let me read, let me read in this, the ninth and 10th verses right ahead of this lesson. And I said, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. So they, I think I, if, I, if I understood the uh, commentary right, it was about a 150-mile sea voyage from where they was at over to where they landed at, and then they had a little trip across land, I think, but uh, them guys them guys didn't have it as easy as we do. Uh, wasn't no gas stations. They couldn't fill their car up if they had one. And uh, they either had to walk or ride a donkey or, or go in a ship or, or ride a camel. And uh, it took a long time on a, a, a long trip. And I believe, I believe it said that 150-mile sea voyage took them two days. But uh, uh, if they'd had to walk across land, it would have took them longer than that. But what, I, what I'm saying, it, it, was a, it was a harder matter back then for people to get around and do their job than it is now. God uh, call people, maybe we, we can call somebody once in a while for a revival from down in Kentucky or somewhere else, and they're here in just a few hours if, you know, if, if they're able to get away. And uh, uh, God's blessed us, made things a whole lot easier for us far as getting around and 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 uh, and we've got we've got the uh, Bible the whole thing they had parts of it back then but they didn't have all of it and because uh, some of it wasn't even written at the time this was, this went in here and uh, or, and it wasn't put together even at that but they mailed these uh, Paul sent these letters out. I believe Luke wrote the book of Acts, but Paul and these fellows sent their letters, uh, and I, I don't know how they got them all back together without them being destroyed or something. Uh, or or did, you ever, did you ever keep a, I've got a, I've got a letter at home that my wife's, Now, my mom's grandma 
no, my wife's great-grandma wrote from Colorado somewhere to uh, my wife, to, to my mom's grandma uh, way back. I don't, I don't remember what the date is on it, but it's on yellow paper, and it's got more yellow with age, and it, it, it just about fall apart. And uh, so God, God preserved his word. And people say, well, uh, all, all these, these books, the book of Job, for instance, according to history, the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. And uh, God had to preserve that for us. Same way with all of them. But anyway, let's get to the lesson. But if, it, if Edna Mason hadn't done her job and got me to church, I, I wouldn't have been here to hear the gospel and wouldn't have got saved that day. And uh, so every one of us got our job to do. And if we get somebody to church and they get saved, that's great. That's what we're here for. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Nepalus, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. And uh, just before this, They'd been, I forget where they was at, but they, they was preaching someplace, and, and the Bible said the Spirit wouldn't let them go into Asia. And uh, so they, they, they was thinking about going there, and, and the Spirit said no. And, uh, but anyway, they went to Macedonia. And uh, if you notice... Most of the time, and, and maybe all the time with Paul, I'm not sure, but most of the time anyway, when Paul went somewhere to preach, he had somebody with him. He had people with him for, to help him, to give him back up. And you don't hear as near as much about them as you do Paul. He was, he was an outstanding person, an outstanding preacher. But some of these guys that was with him were too. And uh, just just before this lesson, Paul and Silas were in jail. And uh, you don't never hear much about Silas. You just mentioned it a few times. But uh, uh, whether, and, and probably we could, we could talk about the pastors that we've had in this church and probably most everybody here that's been here for a while could, could recognize their names anyway and maybe remember them. Uh, but there's, there's some people that was in this church when I was a boy that a lot of people probably wouldn't even remember their names. 
and they, some of them maybe I don't remember their names. But I'll tell, I'll tell you this, and, and there's, a, there's enough of us left that was here back then till I got back up. This, at, when, I was, when I was just a kid, this was the greatest church in the world as far as I was concerned. And some of the greatest people in the world. And that wasn't just the preachers. Now, I, I remember when I first got saved, I looked up, I looked up to Albert Smith and Jarvie Raines, all them, all them preachers. They, they, were my, they were my heroes. And as far as I'm concerned, there ain't no better. Uh, if you're going to look up to somebody, them's the kind to look up to. But them, them fellas, as good as they were at their jobs, they couldn't have done it by themselves. Paul didn't do his job by himself. Now, I, I realize once in a while, and I thought about this this morning sometime, once in a while, God puts us out by ourselves like he did Philip when he sent him down into the desert to, to preach to the Ethiopian eunuch. But that guy was ready for him. He'd been reading the scriptures. And when Philip come up to him, and he said, do you understand what you read? He said, how can I accept some man, some man guide me? And then Philip preached the gospel to him and he got saved and was baptized and went on his way rejoicing. But the church is here to be a help. And, and I've, I've already about beat it to death. It's a great big job to be a pastor of a church and do it right. And our pastor needs all the help that any of us can give him. And, uh, and all the backup, the prayers. And uh, most of us don't really, most of us don't really understand what a great big job that is. But uh, anybody got a comment? Paul traveled, I think, I think he made three different missionary journeys and, and went to most of these countries three times. I think some of them he might have skipped a time or two, but uh, that, was, that was a lot of work. And he set up a lot of churches. Now, Jesus... Jesus done the main the main job. I think we all understand that. Jesus paid for our sins on the cross that we could have an opportunity to be saved. Now, these men back here and those people that were here when I was just a kid and the people that are here now are still giving people the opportunity to be saved by the grace of God. God's, God's blessed us, blessed this church and other churches, but 
but I know I know what I know what's here. And uh, God's blessed this church beyond measure. We've got and always have had everything that we needed in this church to do whatever God wanted us to do. We've had plenty of good preachers, all kinds of good singers, and if some work needs done on the church, we got we've always had men that could do it that knew what knew what to do could tell everybody else what to do where we're at and so on and so God's blessed us with the natural side of things and that's getting down to this lesson today uh God's blessed us on the natural side and the spiritual side both and uh it it takes the natural part to back up the spiritual if you understand what I mean. Uh, we got to take care of this building. If we got to take care of the parking lot. If we let it fall apart out there and, and you couldn't even drive your car in it, we couldn't come to church. We'd have to park on a road or something. And uh, so you understand what I'm saying. We got to do, we got to do the natural part. And by, by the same token, and that's talking natural, natural, natural stuff. But if Satan comes along and he's tempting me with some kind of sin, that's a natural thing too. And I've got I to stay away from it. The Bible told us to flee the very appearance of evil. And uh, But anyway... Anybody got a comment? And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the, woman, the women which resorted thither. And they had in the, in the commentary, if I remember right, that in order, in order to have a synagogue in a town, there had to be more than 12 12 Jews or 12 Jewish men that lived there in order to have a synagogue. So more than likely, they, this was a, uh, a Gentile city, so they probably didn't even have a synagogue. These women went out to the river to pray. And uh, so they, Paul and Luke and who, else, who all else was with him, I don't know, went out there with them. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. She got, she got saved. She, she went there to worship. And that's the same thing with that Ethiopian eunuch I was talking about. He'd been up to Jerusalem to worship. And uh, uh, I don't really, they were religious people. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people in the world that's got some kind of religion. And it's my opinion, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it's my opinion that the majority of them don't know a thing about salvation. 
And, uh, but anyway, Lydia, Lydia heard him, got saved, and got baptized, according to this. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So it was, it was her job right then to be hospitable to these missionaries. They, they needed somewhere to stay, and she had a big house, so she just invited them home with her. And sometimes, sometimes those things, we used to do that here when we'd have a revival. They'd be, the preacher would go home with somebody and stay all night, and uh, we don't do that much anymore because it's about easier just to do the motel thing. But uh, I remember back, I don't know, I hate to say how many years ago, the, about the first time that uh, Hoskins come here to preach a revival. Siegel was pastor, I think. Him and his wife, and I think he had all three boys. I don't know, two boys anyway. Stayed with me and I'm Gene the whole week. And he said he didn't like to move around, but and and we enjoyed it. But when you when you're doing something to help your brother or sister or, or whoever, when you're doing something to help them out, uh, the Bible said, "When when you as you do unto them, you've done unto the Lord." And. Uh, so we, we need to do our very best to, to treat our people right, to be hospitable as much as we possibly can. And, and this church is this church is real good at that. People talk about the love that's in this church all the time. And I, I, I love that. Anybody got a comment? But the, the main point that I got out of all of these lessons, it ain't, it ain't just a preacher that's a church. And Paul, Paul was one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. But he had to have help. Terry Brock's one of the greatest pastors that ever lived, and he, but he's got to have help. <clears throat> and this... And I keep, I keep harping on this. I guess this is one of the greatest churches that God ever set up. But we need, every one of us needs help. And every one of us needs to be serious about doing whatever God gives us to do. And I've said hundreds of times, and everybody, I, I mean, I seem like I talk 
say the same things over and over a lot of times. But I can't imagine where I would be right now if Edna Mason hadn't invited me to church and then I was, I've told it, I was standing holding on to the bench, preacher Ash making the altar call and I was looking him straight in the eye. I didn't want him to know how, how I felt, how it was affecting me. I didn't have to tell him. And I was over here three or four seats back, and, and Edna come from over here somewhere. I don't, I don't even know where she come from. But I seen her coming, and I knew she was coming to me. And she come, stuck out her hand, said, you need to pray, and I come out of there, and God saved me. Where would I be today if she didn't follow the Lord? So we don't know. We don't know what blessing we're missing when we, God gives us testimony or whatever it is, and we don't do it. I've been guilty. Or we, if we've got a job to do, don't matter what it is, and we're not ready to do it when the time comes. Peter said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you. If, if nothing else, tell them about getting saved. Tell them what God done for you and what he put down in here and how good it is. And uh, <clears throat> anybody got a comment? And then between here, between here and down to verse 40 is when Paul and Silas was in prison. And uh, he cast the devil out of that young girl. Them guys was making money on her fortune telling or something, I, something on that order. But she started following Paul and Silas around and said, these men are the... Are, or the servants of the Most High God. Or I, I, I probably didn't quote that right. But anyway, they, she just kept on to Paul turned around and cast the devil out of her. And the guys, the guys that she had control of her grabbed them and took them before the magistrates and they beat them and put them in prison. Now, I've, I've had people call me names before once or twice anyway. And uh, because I because I come to church all the time and tried to live for the Lord. And that bothered me right right at first. But I ain't never been beat. I ain't never been in jail. And uh, who knows what's to come in the future, but uh these guys were treated pretty bad sometimes. But now, they, they sung songs at midnight and prayed, and God opened the doors. Everybody knows that story. And uh, so they came out, 
after the jailer come to down and he was going to kill himself, thought they was gone. Paul said, don't do yourself any harm. And he, he cleaned their wounds and was taking care of them. And, and in the morning, the guys that had beat them sent word down, said, let them guys go. And that's when Paul told him he was a Roman citizen. He didn't have, they didn't have no right to beat him, more or less, <clears throat> lawfully. Said if they want me to leave, they they're gonna to have to come down and let let me out their self. And uh, but anyway, and that's where that's where this is. And they they went out of the prison, and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them, and departed. And uh, Paul, a lot of times, in his journeys. He had, he had to leave places in a hurry. One place they let him down in a basket and uh, outside the wall because some, somebody was after him. And uh, so the devil's after every one of us. And uh, if, if he could stir people up against the church, and, and he's working on that real hard. If he could stir people up against the church, we'd still be in that same kind of shape right now. And uh, and he does he does he does his best. For you see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, nor many noble are called. The Bible said, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. And uh, a lot of times, now this ain't all the time now, but there's a lot of times that, that people with a lot of education, uh, don't care much about hearing about God. They're, <clears throat> uh, if you're not careful, some of these uh, universities brainwash kids, and uh, that happens a lot. But uh, we need... If we, if we bring up our kids right and they get saved, that'll, that's, that's eternal. That's eternity. I don't care what they get in here. That's, that's eternal. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh nor many mighty, nor many. As far as if you read, if you read in the book of Proverbs, it'll tell you who the wise man is. That's that's the fellow that accepts the Lord. Uh, 
Wisdom, the Bible said, wisdom hath built her house. She hewn out her seven pillars. She furnished her table and sent her maidens out into the highways and the byways. I, I'm, I'm probably not quoting that right, but and, and bidding people to come in. So it, it's, it's the wisest thing that anybody ever done in their life is to accept the call when Jesus called. When the gospel comes to you, lets you know that you're not going to heaven and that Jesus is the way to get there, you come to him and, and, and that's the wisest move anybody could ever make. And I've been saved. I got saved when I was 15 years old. And uh, that's 65 years ago. And I still, I still today say it's the best thing ever happened to me. And God allowed me to stay in this church. That's probably the second best thing. Uh, but God, God's been good to us. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. <clears throat> There's a scripture. In First uh, Corinthians, the first chapter says, "For the the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God." And uh, the greatest, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest story ever told. And uh, as many times. As many times as we we come to Sunday school, we come to church, and we talk about the scriptures, and 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 the preacher preaches them, and and we we'll read them. I hope so. We read them some at home too, and uh, it it don't get old. If if it's getting old to us, we need to move up a little bit, uh, because what. What makes the what makes this story stay new all the time is the spirit that's in it when it moves in our life, when we do it right. If we humble our heart, I I decided one time I was going to uh, this been way back. I decided I was going to read the Bible through, and I did, but. Uh, most of the time, I'd, I'd take my Bible to work with me. I worked nights at Superior Coach and had a job. I just had to work maybe two or three hours, and I was done. And uh, so I, I'd take my Bible to work with me, and, and uh, when I got done and got my work done, I'd sit down in a school bus and, and start reading. And uh, 
a lot of the time, a lot of that time, that was just boring reading. It was just right here is all it was. But then there's been times that I've got the book out and maybe didn't have a clue even what I was going to read and run across a scripture and God fill my cup up and run it over. And he'd give me a blessing and uh, so it's 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 the spirit it's the spirit that it's in that makes it makes it alive and makes it real. So it it, it behooves me to stay where I can. Uh, I don't hardly hardly how to say this. I just say it. Stay where I can get a hold of God's spirit. It's more more him getting a hold of me, but I need to stay where that can happen. He, he's got good things for us, every one of us. Now, I believe way more than we get and way more than we deserve. He's got, he's got a lot of blessings that he'd like to give us if we was in shape to get them. How many times do we, and I'm, I'm going by my own experiences now, how many times do we go through a day and don't even think to pray? I'm guilty. And maybe God had a bunch of blessings he wanted to put, fill my cup up and run it over, and I, I wasn't in shape to get it. So anyway... I need to read this and get out of here. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. And God's, God's blessed. A lot of us, well, all of us, he's blessed all of us. If we've been saved, we're blessed. But he's... He's given us all a testimony. Maybe, maybe we don't say a lot of words. But if I show up to God's house, that's a testimony to somebody. And if, if, if I can pray for the preacher while he's preaching, that helps him to, to do his job, and that gets it out to somebody else. And if, if the church... When, when Terry gets up here to preach and, and he reads his scripture and you say, well, I don't, I don't really like that text, and you're sitting there daydreaming about something else while he's preaching, you, uh, you put a roadblock. Whether we think so or not, uh, if, if, we have a, if we have a bad service, what we would call a bad service, we don't get into it. If I don't get into it, it ain't the church, it's me. But anyway, that no flesh should glory in his presence. We can't glory. Uh, if God give us a job to do and we do it absolutely to the best of our ability and he blesses us in doing that, that's, we can't glory in that. We can glory in God's presence and in, and in how good a job he's done. 
But the glory belongs to God. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And uh, so it's all about God. But I want to go back. I was talking about the kids singing that song this morning, Little Bitty Soldier for a Great Big God. In the Second Corinthians, and I had this wrote down here on for a reference. Said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down a stronghold, casting down imagination to every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So it's uh, it's not in me, but it's in Christ, and uh, so that's that's all I got.